Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome along to this episode from La Liga Lowdown. I'm your host, June McTeer, and this episode is part of our series profiling each of the clubs of La Liga. And today we're going to be telling you the story of Athletic Club. Sometimes they're referred to as Athletic Bilbao, but the locals there in the Basque City prefer for their team to be referred to as Athletic Club or Athletic Club of Bilbao. And that's what we'll do in this episode. To start, let's have a listen to some of the highlights from this club's impressive history. El Athletic buscaba el gol decisivo. Liceranzo lo encontró con este certero cabezazo. La Liga ya era otra vez de los rojiblancos. Arabia que sigue con esa pelota y final del partido. Final del partido con el triunfo del Athletic de Bilbao. Historia, balón arriba. Those were just some of the highlights from this team's history. We heard the commentary from the Supercopa title they won in 2015, as well as the descriptions of the moments when they won the La Liga and Copadori double back in 1984. And one of the more recent memories too, a spectacular overhead kick from Aritz Adoriz to defeat Barcelona on the opening day of the 2019-20 La Liga season. To get more details and some of the stories and anecdotes behind these triumphs, we're going to tell you the full Athletic Club story. To start us off, here's Roman de Arcaire coming up just after we briefly listen to the official Athletic Club hymn. One of the founding members of La Liga, Athletic Club, are one of the only three clubs who have never been relegated. They play in northern Spain in the magnificent Basque city of Bilbao. Athletic Club sounds English, but there are good reasons for this. Football was first introduced to the Basque region by English industrial workers and returning students at the end of the 19th century. This club is one of the oldest in Spain, as it was officially founded in 1898. In these early years, there was success in the Copa de la Coronación, the unofficial forerunner to the Copa del Rey. Champions Vizcaya consisted of players from Athletic Club and Bilbao FC. 
In the first official Copa, Athletic won. La Liga wasn't formed until 1928, so the Copa was the main prize on offer. In 1911, the club decided upon their famous policy of only selecting local bass players and their stadium was inaugurated in 1913. Named after the San Mames Church in Bilbao, it gave rise to their nickname Los Leones. That's because Mames was a 3rd century biblical martyr who was thrown to the lions by the Romans. They emphasized their dominance by winning three Copas in a row from 1914 to 1916. The 5-0 triumph over Espanyol in 1915 was significant because a forward called Pichichi scored a hat-trick. He sadly died young in 1922 and La Liga's top scorer award is named in his honor. Their English ties deepened with the arrival of pioneering coach Fred Pentland. Affectionately known as El Bombín for his trademark bowler hat, this nomadic thinker revolutionized the way Athletic played, encouraging shorter and more patient passing as opposed to the long ball theory of that era. First arriving in the early 1920s, he won the Copa in 1925 but left to coach other Spanish clubs. Penland returned to Athletic in 1929, with La Liga now up and running. In his four-year tenure, the club celebrated unprecedented success. In 1929-1930, they won the Liga and Copa double, going unbeaten throughout that league campaign. The following season, they backed it up with another double, including an historic victory over Barcelona. The 12-1 scoreline in February 1931 remained the Catalan club's heaviest defeat ever. Forward Agustin Arana, or Bata, scored 7 on that day, on his way to winning the Pichichi with 29 goals in just 17 games. The following two seasons didn't end in further La Liga crowns, but they were runners-up and added another pair of Copa titles to make it four in a row. Penland's Athletic were the undisputed kings of Spain at this stage, but he decided to leave again in 1933. Athletic were not affected too badly as they won a further two championships in 1935 and 1936, the latter under another Englishman, William Garbutt. By the time of the Spanish Civil War, Athletic Club were the most decorated club in Spain. The conflict ravaged the country and hindered the success of the club socially and economically. At this time, they fortified their trust in young Basque talent, but would have to wait until 1943 for further glory. It was rewarded when the club won their third double with a squad full of young stars whose legacies continue today. Up front, they had iconic scorers José Luis Panizo, Agustín Gainza and Telmo Zarra. Gainza holds the record for most goals in a single Copa match with eight against Celta de Vigo in 1947. Zarra is another player whose name still adorns annual prizes and was a legend, winning the Pichichi six times in nine seasons between 1945 and 1953. He is the club's all-time record goal scorer, with the official website attributing 335 goals in 354 games. Athletic retained the Copa in 1944 and won another in 1945, making it three in a row once more. They added four more Copas and another Liga title before 1960. After that, Real Madrid emerged as the major force at home and abroad, but notably, Athletic opened their Lezama Academy in 1971, won another Copa to mark their 75th anniversary in 1973, and reached the UEFA Cup final in 1977, losing on away goals to Juventus. They also lost the Copa final in 1977-2 on penalties to Real Betis. The 1980s ushered in another wave of Basque superiority, with Athletic and rivals Real Sociedad competing for honours. 
Javier Clemente was appointed coach in 1981. Local to the region, he was able to appreciate the proud Basque identity and molded one of the greatest sides in their history. In a physical era, Athletic were surely the toughest with rugged defenders and defensive midfielders providing steel in front of legendary goalkeeper Andoni Zubizarreta. Many didn't like the style, but it paid dividends on the pitch. They won La Liga in 1983, which led to another unique tradition. La Gavarra was a small barge which set sail on the waters of the river Nervion to celebrate their triumphs. A bitter rivalry between Athletic and Barcelona escalated in 1983 when Andoni Goicoechea, dubbed the Butcher of Bilbao, broke Diego Maradona's ankle with a horror tackle. When the club met in the 1984 Copa final, tensions boiled over once more and a widespread brawl broke out. Athletic won the match to seal another double and the Supercopa followed soon after. This was to be their last silverware of the 20th century, but they did qualify for the Champions League for the first time after finishing second in La Liga in 1998. It really was a successful 20th century for Athletic Club, but how have they done more recently? How have they adapted to modern football? To tell us that, here's Paco Pollitt to pick up the story. After celebrating their centenary in 1998, Athletic found themselves in a comfortable spot after an excellent season where they finished second in La Liga and managed to qualify for the Champions League, even though they weren't able to make it past the group round. Charismatic Frenchman Luis Fernandez was at the helm, but after a three-season stint, the coach was sacked in the year 2000. The club fell down the rabbit hole for the most part of the first decade of the new century, switching between hopeful seasons thanks to youngsters coming fresh off their academy and horrible performances which led the club to fight for survival in La Liga for a number of years. Quite a few local stars made their first team debut in those years. Asier Delorno, Aitor Ocio, Gurpegi, Ezquerro, Aranzubia and so on. In 2003, the German manager Jupp Heynckes left the club and a young coach named Ernesto Valverde was promoted from the B team. His impact was immediate and the team finished fifth, qualifying for next season's UEFA Cup. However, Valverde wouldn't extend his contract 12 months later and left in summer 2005 after the club had sold Asier del Orno to Chelsea and Ezquerro left for Barca for free. The club didn't really have the need for cash, but instability both inside and outside the pitch became second nature for them. Jose Luis Mendilibar came and went after a disastrous beginning of season and Javier Clemente was once again brought in to save the day in his third stint as head coach. But he left once again in summer 2006 due to his bad relationship with president Fernando Lamikiz. Athletic's own fans called that season and the next one the Black Two Years. A new election took place, Fernando García Macua was chosen the new president and his appointed head coach Joaquín Caparrós left his mark in the club for the next four years, where Athletic slowly but steadily began enjoying fresh blood coming off the academy and into the first team. Striker Fernando Llorente, midfielder Javi Martínez, Amore Vieta, Oscar de Marcos, Miquel San José and even Iker Muniain, who made it into the first team in 2009 and is still one of the team's household names to date. Under Caparrós, Athletic finally stopped looking down with fear and began achieving success, squeezing into the Copa del Rey final in 2009 and only beaten by Guardiola's Barca, which conquered the treble that season. 
the Basque side became a regular European contender as the team consolidated and was reinvigorated every summer with youngsters from the B team which were handpicked and trained by Caparros himself. However, Caparros left in 2011 after yet another change in the president's chair. Newcomer Josuo Rutia had decided that Marcelo Bielsa would be in charge of the team. But Caparros had already left a very solid groundwork, which Argentina and Bielsa made even better with his super offensive, attractive playstyle. If Guardiola's Barça were marveling Europe back then, Bielsa's Athletic left their mark in the European scenery and became the team to watch that year, reaching two finals in the same season. However, the team were exhausted due to the lack of rotations and Atletic lost both of them against Barca in Copa del Rey and against Atletico de Madrid in the Europa League with a scoreline of 3-0 in both cases. Bielsa tried replicating his success the following season but things didn't work out as planned. Goal scorer Fernando Llorente left the club, Javi Martinez was sold to Bayern München for a record 40 million fee and the team struggled in the table. Three big things happened in summer 2013. Bielsa left the club, in came Ernesto Valverde and Athletic moved from classic San Mamés to the new San Mamés Stadium. With a new coach and a new ground, bigger, more modern and with a larger number of fans in attendance, Valverde built a very reliable squad which took advantage of the return of Aritza Duriz, a classic number 9 who finally returned back home in 2012 after wandering for around a decade in other teams and made in Atletic his last stand as a professional player. Aduriz was the frontman and he led the team with his goals and Atletic reached another Copa del Rey final and were beaten yet again by Barca in 2015. It was the third time in six years. However, two months later, Atletic finally got their revenge, thrashed Barca in the Spanish Super Cup with a 4-0 scoreline in the first leg and were able to finally conquer silverware for the first time in 31 years. Valverde then left for Barca in 2017 and Athletic went from being a contender for European competitions to drowning in the mediocrity of mid-tiered sides. With an awful season under Cuco Ziganda when they were very close to going down, a promising 8th place in Garitano's first season as a coach and two tepid 11th spots to finish the decade in 2019 and 2020. However, and as we said earlier, to date, Athletic remain alongside Barca and Real Madrid, one of the only three sides who have always played in Primera División and have never suffered the pain of a division relegation. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That then is the story of Athletic Club. But let's hear more about some of the protagonists of these tales. Up next, we've got Matt Clark, who's one by one going to go through three of Athletic Club's all-time legends. Fred Pentland revolutionised the way Athletic played with his philosophy of short passing. His first stint didn't last long, but his return in 1929 precipitated the most decorated period in the club's history. They went unbeaten in 1929-30, winning their first La Liga title. This included a 7-1 win away from home against Real Sociedad, their biggest ever triumph at the home of their Basque rivals. The following season, they beat Barcelona 12-1 and Real Madrid 6-0 away from home on their way to retaining the title. Eccentric Englishman Pentland remains the most successful coach in the club's history with seven major trophies and his legacy is still revered by fans, with a London supporters group named after him. Pedro Telmo Faraonandia Montoya, better known as Telmo Thara, is surely Athletic's greatest ever player. From 1940, he spent 15 seasons writing himself into the history books. His goal-scoring record speaks for itself, with 335 in 354 matches. He won the Pichichi six times, including three in a row in 1945, 46 and 47. Until the arrival of Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, Faro was the owner of numerous Spanish records. His 38 goals in a single La Liga season was a record that stood for 60 years until 2011. His 23 hat-tricks and 251 La Liga goals are only surpassed by Ronaldo and Messi. He is still the king of the Copa, with a record 81 goals in the competition and the most in a single final, with four in the 1950 showpiece. He has the most total goals in finals, with eight, and scored in four consecutively from 1942 to 1945. He passed away in 2006, but was posthumously honoured. The Thada Trophy for the top-scoring Spaniard each season was created in his honour, proving that his legacy will continue forever. Aritz Adurith is a modern icon. He stands sixth in the club's official all-time scorers list, with 172. He is their oldest scorer in La Liga and the winner of two Thala trophies in 2015 and 2016. Athletic's top scorer in European competitions with 34 goals, he scored a record five in a single Europa League game against Genk in 2013. He was integral in the 2015 Supercopa victory over Barcelona. He scored a hat-trick in the home leg before netting the equaliser at Camp Nou to confirm their triumph. Not only was he a great goal scorer, but a scorer of great goals. Against Marseille in 2016, he scored a tremendous volley from well outside the box. In La Liga in 2018, he scored an audacious one-step penalty against Real Valladolid. But he saved his best until last. In 2019, he scored an incredible last-minute overhead kick winner against Barcelona. Fittingly, it came in front of a packed San Mamés, who gave him the ovation his career deserved. He wanted to finish by playing in the all-Basque Copa final, but the Covid delay and injury problems sadly forced him to retire. Now, to conclude this podcast, we're going to hear from local Bilbao-based journalist 
Benyat Gutierrez about what a matched experience at Athletic Club is like and what the city is like in general. So here's Benyat with all you need to know if you're planning on attending a game. Bilbao is football 24-7. It's impossible to separate the city from Athletic Club. Many things have changed in Bilbao in the last two decades. What used to be an industrial town is now a city open to the world. A city that gets plenty of visitors from all around the globe. Visitors that want to see the Guggenheim Museum, enjoy the Pinchos or just wander around the old town, the Casco Viejo. Some areas of the city are completely different from what they were before, but the love for Athletic hasn't changed. You won't spend a day without seeing a kid wearing his Athletic jersey, dreaming about becoming the next star for Los Leones. And it makes sense for them to dream. Even on these days of modern football, in Bilbao people is still very close to their heroes. There's always a classmate, a friend or a neighbor who ends up playing for Athletic or just a young one who is in the academy in Lezama trying to make it. And that's why the whole city is behind the team, and you can see that pretty clear on game days. We are lucky in Bilbao. The stadium is downtown, so almost everyone walks to San Mames. You can take it easy and walk following the river, enjoying the nice views through Abando Ibarra, or do the classic way and go to Pozas. Officially, Licenciado Pozas. Pozas, as fans call it, is the epicenter of football passion on match days, a street that crosses the city to end just in front of San Mames. That's the place to gather with friends to enjoy the pregame with some pinchos, probably some of the best in the city, and then when the game is close to start, actually athletic supporters tend to be just in time for the match, fans walk all together as if it was a parade. At the end of Pozas, there it is, the beautiful new San Mames the largest stadium in the Basque Country. It's just stunning. At night, with the lights on the facade, it's just magic. Inside, the, the design gives you a good view from almost everywhere. And the cover protects most fans from the rain, which is quite important in a rainy city like Bilbao. Many things have been said about the vibe in San Mames, and that is still there, but nowadays, San Mames is not one of those stadiums where fans support during the whole game. Now it's more about the clutch moments of the, the game. There's no point in idealizing San Mames. It has a great football atmosphere, but it's on decline. The aging fan base is not prone to shout and sing for 90 minutes, and there are moments when you can hear the visiting fans. That's why recently the board tried to create a singing section to make the stadium more lively, but that generational gap between members made the proposal to be rejected. However, on those magic moments when Athletic's playing well and the fans are completely into the game, there's no stadium like San Mames and there's no city like Bilbao. Well, this has been the Athletic Club story then. I've been your host, Ewan McTeer, and it's been a pleasure to have been joined by Roman de Arcaire, Paco Pollitt, Matt Clark and Benyat Gutierrez. We are La Liga Lowdown and you can find more from us at LaLigaLowdown.com and on Twitter. Thanks a lot for listening.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 